Hi, I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. New diagnoses and old changes over time. The only thing constant is change. Both the terminologies and the diagnostic criteria change over time. Here are some examples I've noticed in the last 40 plus years. Others are covered in other Arcana podcasts. Number one, myeloma kidney, also called Benz Jones. By the way, Benz Jones is one person, no hyphen. Benz Jones cast nephropathy, now called light chain cast nephropathy. During my time with Dr. Pirani, whenever we saw the large, refractile, crackable, hyaline-like casts in the tubular system, we'd also look for accompanying giant cells, now known by work by one of my medical students in Dallas as being hematogenous rather than tubular in origin, and also noted by others, and accompanying polymorphonuclear leukocytes. Over the years, with better immunofluorescence and approach to possible plasma cell diagnosis, only finding a few typical casts which show restriction, that is 2 plus by either kappa or lambda light chain, but not both, makes an earlier diagnosis possible. Thus, from 4 plus level of morphologic expression of light chain cast nephropathy to a milder, earlier form without the necessity of giant cells or polymorphonuclear leukocytes accompanying the typical myeloma casts. Four-plus levels of expression are usually the first changes noted in any disease, followed in subsequent years and specimens by less severe forms of morphologic involvement, such as 1 to 2 plus. Number two, from post-infectious glomerulonephritis to infection-related glomerulonephritis. Over the years, the term post-infectious or post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis has been known to sort of just roll off the tongue, and that was okay at the time. However, times have changed, and with the changing etiologies of this glomerulonephritis accompanying virulent organisms, often in predisposed patients, such as people on illicit drugs, the term infection-related glomerulonephritis is more appropriate. The term post-infectious glomerulonephritis sort of suggests that, like the older term, that there is a so-called latent period and that the infection that led to the glomerulonephritis has subsided. Nowadays, the infection is not post, but often present, and dangerous, such as endocarditis, tooth abscesses, infection at the bottom of the feet, or places that an infectious disease expert would know where to look. An ID guy once told me it takes an ID person to really find a hidden infectious disease, and that's what you'd expect. These things are life-threatening, and it is always wise to think about the renal lesion being a herald lesion indicating a major extra-renal problem. Number three, FSGS and MPGN are just patterns. So, many of the diagnostic categories we use are patterns, lake fed by many streams, as Robbins used to put it. That is, the same morphologic light microscopic pattern have multiple different etiologies. It is useful to remember that the kidney reacts in a limited fashion to a thousand different etiologies. 
FSGS and MPGN are just patterns, which can be so-called primary or idiopathic or associated with known causes such as infection or autoimmune diseases or paraproteinemias, which can lead to a membranoproliferative pattern, glomerulonephritis, as Helmut Rinke indicated in his classic KR presentation in the 1990s. In the past, pediatric nephrologists especially would like us to diagnose MPGN type 1 as a disease entity, but now we know it represents a pattern of injury or injuries, not something specific. Number four, from acute pyelonephritis to checkpoint inhibitors. New therapies, new diseases, as Hewson and the MUSC group in the past would say. I was told growing up in the renal pathology field that whenever I saw a bunch of polymorphonuclear leukocytes, especially in groups or abscesses, and in and around tubules, then the diagnosis of acute pyelonephritis was appropriate. Some would consider this a form of acute interstitial nephritis ascending, usually from the urinary bladder and ureter. However, we've noticed that some patients on checkpoint inhibitor chemotherapy for various cancers may have a very brisk infiltrate of the renal parenchyma by polymorphonuclear leukocytes imitating an acute infectious pyelonephritis. Thus, we might save the nephrologist anxiety for biopsying a patient with acute infectious pyelonephritis when they really have this side effect of the checkpoint inhibitor. Number five, etiologies. As noted before, the first line of some of the chapters that Tibor, Zoltan, and I wrote start off with a sentence, the kidney reacts in a limited fashion to a thousand different injurious agents, or something like that. If anyone asks about common etiology of non-tumor medical renal diseases, the answer is often autoimmune versus infection, but always be on the lookout for an underlying plasma cell dyscrasia. Number six, membranous glomerulonephritis. Whether this is called membranous glomerulonephritis, membranous glomerulonephropathy, or membranous glomerulopathy, all of that means the same thing. Although early investigators attempted to discern the antigen or antigens involved, and they often started studies with neoplasm-related membranous, no definitive antigens were found. That has changed considerably. By my count, at this time, there are at least six different antigenic sites involved in various cases of membranous glomerulonephropathy, with several having accompanying serum studies, which could reflect the activity of the renal disease pattern. I suspect we'll see a lot more in the future, and actually, as Dr. Chris Larson has suggested, we will have a panel of antigens to search for. This would be nice for other renal disease patterns as well. As it is said, only with proper diagnosis can you give proper therapy. Who knows how many different forms of membranous glomerulonephropathy there are out there. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.